At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Back here on the look ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Scott Seidenberg, always on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N. A-I-R. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, we'll talk some NFL with Raheem Palmer from The Ringer. Uh, and, and I, I want to get into some football here because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep track of what's going on around training camps and getting reports. And uh, obviously injuries are a big concern, things that you want to pay attention to. Preseason games got kicked off last week with the Hall of Fame game. And uh, week one of the preseason gets underway here on Thursday. And I'm starting to, you know, uh, prepare for the football season and, you know, got my fantasy draft at the end of the month and trying to think about who I want to, you know, which which players I want to circle on my board. And uh, as I'm reading a lot of reports from all of these practices around the league, I find myself looking at the 49ers and finding reasons, I don't want to call it fading them, but finding reasons to back my opinion that I don't think it's going to be as good of a year as people think. Uh, A lot of hype around Trey Lance. I'm not exactly buying it. I am in on Debo Samuel under 950 receiving yards. Part of it has to do with fading Trey Lance. Another part of it has to do with the fact that I think Debo gets more involved in the running game this year. He does have a contract incentive if he rushes for over 350 yards, I believe it is. So I think he'll rush for about 400 yards this year, maybe more, maybe 500 yards. So I think he'll have a downgrade in his receiving numbers. But also, the reports that I'm seeing from 49ers camp seem to all be hyping up Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is apparently the best player at 49ers camp. That's all everybody's talking about. Trey Lance connecting with Brandon Ayuk, uh, Brandon Ayuk standing out, doing this, doing that. It's great. And I like that because if Trey Lance is building up this relationship with Brandon Ayuk, it leads more credence to 
betting the under on Debo Samuel receiving yards. If Ayuk becomes the number one option for Trey Lance, then Debo's numbers by default have to go down. So I'm liking what I'm seeing right now, or at least reading of what's going on out of 49ers camp. Now, what I'm not liking is the, uh, I don't, it's not even reports from, it's not even from reporters, but maybe it's from fans, but people are down on Daniel Jones. I am high on the New York Giants this season. I'm high on Daniel Jones this season. I think with the addition of Brian Dayball now as his head coach, with uh, the weapons that he has around him, with a healthy Saquon Barkley, I think the Giants are poised to make some noise. I didn't plan on rhyming there, but it did. I think the Giants are ready to take a major step forward. And I think Daniel Jones, playing for his future, is ready to take a step forward. However, every day I log on to Twitter, and every day I see somebody posting a video of Daniel Jones making a bad throw in practice. And everyone talking about how he doesn't look good. It's going to be another sorry season for the Giants. And I don't know what to think about it. We'll wait and see what happens when game time comes around. But you can pick up anybody in practice and highlight a bad throw or two. But guess what? I remember Zach Wilson. I think it was, yeah, was it Zach Wilson? It wasn't Sam Darnold, but maybe it was Zach Wilson last year. It had to have been Zach Wilson last year where he, um, let me see if I can look this up. He threw a couple of interceptions in the uh, scrimmage last year. Like the Jets have this annual green green and white scrimmage. So, you know, you get all the fans, 20,000, 25,000 fans fill up the stadium. And um, Wilson throws a couple of interceptions. And everyone's reporting about how bad he looked in this scrimmage and how bad the interceptions were. Now... Did Zach Wilson go on to have a tremendous first season in the NFL? No, he didn't. He struggled. But he's a rookie. Rookies struggle. Nine touchdowns, 11 picks last year in 13 games. But I remember the quote that Zach Wilson said after he threw those interceptions when the media was you know, asking him about it. And... Basically, what he was saying was that this is practice. Yeah, he didn't pull an Allen Iverson. It wasn't, we talking about practice. Not, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. It wasn't to that extent. But what he was saying was, in a regular season game, he wouldn't make those throws. Or at least he wouldn't make those throws now because he realized after attempting it in practice that he couldn't get away with it. 
And I thought that that was a very mature thing to say. And, and I agreed with it because that's what practice is for. To try things and see if it works. So if he tried to see if he can fit the ball into a tight window while, while you know, disguising a route or whatever, and it didn't work in practice because he threw an interception, well, then he's not going to try it during a game. But practice is where you try it. You work on things during practice. You work on, okay, this is my timing. This is what I'm going to do. And, hey, I have this idea for this play or this route where I'm going to look off the safety and then throw to the back shoulder here. And if it gets picked off, all right, you know what? That didn't work. Let's go back to the drawing board or back to the iPad. I'm okay with that. And so to see videos circulating all throughout social media of guys throwing bad practices in training camp now, I don't think much of it because that's where you get these bad throws. Get them out of the way. Try something different. Maybe on some of these throws where Daniel Jones is throwing an interception in practice, he's working on something. He's trying something different. Maybe the receiver is trying something different. Figuring out what they can get away with in practice so that when it comes game time, they don't make those mistakes. There was a video that circulated on the internet here on Monday of Justin Fields making a Horrific throw in the red zone. That's what practice is for. You can't overreact to what you see in practice because you don't know the context of it. And yes, is it fun to make fun of a guy or whatever or laugh at a bad throw? Sure. At least it plays into the narrative of what you're trying to push whether it's Daniel Jones is not going to be good for the Giants this year, or Justin Fields will lead the Bears to a horrific season. But take it with a grain of salt, because what you could be watching could just be a guy working on some stuff, trying to see what he can get away with, trying to see if he can make a throw. So in that aspect, I don't read too much into it at all. What you can read into is Kareem Hunt wants out of Cleveland, uh, sat out a couple of drills, returned to practice, I believe, on Sunday, and uh, he wants a new contract. He's probably not going to get a new contract, and the Browns have fined him for missing practice and denied his trade request. And from a Cleveland perspective, this is an unnecessary distraction, or maybe it is a good distraction from the Deshaun Watson stuff, but it's just an added layer of distraction to go with everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson. And, and, and you know, speaking of, you know, with Deshaun Watson, it's like, all right, when's Jacoby Brissett going to get all the first-team snaps? Because if I'm, you know, Kevin Stefanski, I got to get my quarterback ready for week one of the regular season. 
And that quarterback in week one of the regular season is going to be Jacoby Brissett, not Deshaun Watson. So the Browns better get him involved in first-team reps here in training camp. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll continue the NFL conversation with Raheem Palmer, who uh, hosts NFL podcasts for The Ringer and Spotify. We'll get his thoughts on uh, some of his favorite bets to make over under win totals and uh, any teams he likes in the futures market as well. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VSIN All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, always on Twitter. At Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Let's continue the football conversation as we welcome in Raheem Palmer from The Ringer joining us here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Raheem, thanks so much for giving us a few minutes here. Uh, let's talk NFL. And through this point in training camp and with the start of the preseason officially underway, what are some things that you're looking for, whether it's notes coming out of practice or what you see in preseason games to help make your bets in the regular season? I mean, obviously the first thing you want to see is that, I mean, you're looking at team schedule. You want to see who teams are playing throughout the course of the year. But I think next thing, I mean, 
after that, I mean, you want to look for injury. I mean, you have some major injuries coming out of all of these teams. We look at a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they lose their starting center, and that can drastically impact their win total and how far they go. You look at a team like the, the Rams. Matthew Stafford has an elbow injury. I mean, that can totally change the course of their season. So I'm looking for stuff like that. Would you be surprised, speaking to Stafford, if he misses time this year with this injury? And my thought process is, why not, right? Like, they won the Super Bowl last year, and he played through the injury. This season, there might not be that same desire to play through pain, given the fact that he achieved the goal last year. I think maybe he can get a procedure and miss some time this season. I mean, I'm not going to go that far. I mean, this is a team that doesn't have a ton of depth. I mean, uh, that's the weakness of the Rams. They they go with stars and just like like bums. Like it's almost like a fantasy football thing to where <laughs> you have those guys who just go go with the stars and scrubs type philosophy. So I mean, they need Matthew Stafford out there. I think one of the things you're going to see with Sean McVay is that he, they're going to look to run the ball more, and go back to that power run scheme that you saw with Ty Gurley and Jared Ball. So to take some pressure off of Matthew Stafford, I think he threw the ball more than he has any other time in his career. So they're going to look to run the ball a lot more. So would you go uh, under on a guy like Cooper Cup, taking a look at his yardage prop, things like that? I think you have to. I, I, I think, I mean, one of the things – Cooper Cup had like an outstanding season last year. And I think it's a season that it's very difficult to repeat at any time. So you look at the Matthew Stafford injury, you look at the fact that they're probably going to run the ball more. So I think you probably look, you're looking under, but I personally don't have anything on it. A guy that I like under is Debo Samuel under 950. I think Debo not only uh, gets involved in the running game more. He does have a contract, uh, an incentive in his contract for rushing yards, and he does consider himself a wide back. That's the name he gave himself. But also, I'm not sold on Trey Lance. What's your take on Trey Lance and the 49ers and uh, your opinion on him and Debo Samuel uh, is yardage prop? I, I think for me, when it comes to Trey Lance, I mean, you you saw what he did last year. I mean, he played a couple games, and I think there's a high level of variability in his game. Like he's going to have some games to where he absolutely looks amazing, but I think he's going to have those games to where he looks lost. So the 49ers are the team that I'm not, look I'm not looking to play their win total over. I really don't want to play any of their receiving yard receiving yards over because it's just, I don't know what I'm going to get from Lance. I think there's going to be certain games where he just doesn't have it. Me personally, I think you're going to see Debo running the ball a little bit less. Mm. because Trey Lance can run the ball. And I think, you know, one of the things that he actually complained about before his contract was that he felt like with him being used as a running back, he was actually kind of shortening his career. So I, I, I'm i staying away from some Debo props, to be honest with you. I just want to see what this team looks like. I mean, look, Trey Lance is getting some of the highest volume for MVP betting right mm -hmm. now. I mean, I think people are saying it looking at him like he's going to repeat what Mahomes and what Lamar Jackson did. But I just don't know if he has the experience level that those guys had coming into you know their second year. Is he the guy that you would expect to take the biggest second-year jump among quarterbacks, or would it be someone like maybe Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields? Where are you on those second-year quarterbacks? I mean, when you look at Zach Wilson, I don't think he has it, I'm going to be honest with you. And then 
I mean, obviously, we were talking about injuries earlier. The, there's a legitimate fear that the Jets lost Makai Becton mm-hmm. for the season. So that's really going to impact them. I, I look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence. I do think Doug Peterson is going to help improve, you know, what he did last year. But Trevor Lawrence wasn't good at all. Um, and obviously, you got a guy in, in Trey Lance who has Kyle Shanahan, who is probably one of the best offensive-minded head coaches in the league. So out of any of those guys, I think he's more most likely to take the leap. So that's why you're seeing so many people bet Trey Lance to win MVP. Justin Fields' uh, video sur- surfacing of him uh, overthrowing a guy in the in the red zone today, and everyone likes to laugh at that. But the Bears just as a whole, uh, I, I don't see this team eclipsing their win total. I just don't even know how they're going to get six wins, let alone seven wins. When you look at the Bears and their schedule this year, where are you on this six-and-a-half win total? Oh, I love the under. I mean, this is, I mean, a dead under. This team just does not have any talent at all. I mean, (laughs) obviously you get rid of Khalil Mack, you get rid of uh, Akeem Hicks, but this is a team that doesn't have a strong offensive line. You no longer have Allen Robinson. I just think it's unfortunate, but Justin Fields is being set up to fail. So I'm going under six and a half wins. I mean, look, when you look at their schedule, they start off with the 49ers, the Packers, the Texans and the Giants. And then you've got the Minnesota Vikings. It's just like that's they they might not win a game for the first couple of weeks. And I mean, <laughs> obviously the Texans, the Texans have a lower win total than them, but I think the Texans, to me, they're probably a better team. I think Lovey Smith might be uh pumped up for that game also, might have his guys play hard for him. In, in that matchup. So maybe the Texans beat the Bears there. Yeah, I'm with you on the Bears. I think this is an under season all the way for them. I, I want to stick in that division, though. I think the Vikings are an attractive play to win the NFC North. Uh, I love their head coach. Uh, I think he comes in and will have a big impact on their offense. Kirk Cousins is uh, very unheralded as a quarterback. This guy just puts up numbers every single season. Where are you on the Vikings and their chances to uh, unseat the Packers atop the division? Okay, I mean, I think first things first, when you get rid of Mike Zimmer, I think that's a positive. I mean, this is a guy who was straight out of the 1950s with wanting to run the ball. And, I mean, you've got all the talent in the world as, as offensively. I mean, you got Justin Jefferson. you got Adam Thielen. And I think with the modern offense, they're in a solid position. I, I just think they under they, they underperformed last year. I mean, this is a team that <laughs> they were like, like they were six and eight in close games last year. And I, I just think if the, the ball bounces the other way, you're in a different position. I mean, like it just felt like they had a seven point lead in every single game last year. So I think they run they they pass the ball a little bit more. I do think you're in a positive. You, you have a positive expected value wager by playing them to win a division. I'm not that high on the Packers. Obviously, they, they lose Devontae Adams. Um, they're a team who overperformed their point differential t- two years in a row. So I'm not mad at the Vikings play. Yeah, plus 240, plus 250 on uh, the Vikings. And uh, one more comment in the division. Uh, are you backing the Lions after watching the Jamal Williams speech today, the Hard Knocks preview? Did you get pumped up and ready to run through a wall for for, for, for the Detroit Lions? I, I mean, like, look, I think they're going to be a feisty team. But, I mean, they're a popular play, but they're not a team that I, I actually want to back. I mean, when you look at, obviously, they still have Jared Goff, and they're still 
their back, their schedule is still being played with a ton of games in cold weather. And we all know that's, I mean, he, Jared Goff struggles in cold weather. I, I think they're going to be a solid team. Obviously, they, they have a good chance of hitting their, their win total, but I'm not really back them. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Uh, Raheem, do me a favor. Hang with me. I want to get to some of your other favorite win total bets and see if you have a play or two for week one of the regular season, which is uh, fast approaching as we get ready to kick off preseason action this week. He's uh, Raheem Palmer. You catch him hosting uh, Ringer podcasts uh, over there, Spotify, and for the Ringer as well. He's on Twitter at I am Ra. Stradamus. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up at Scott's on air. Coming up next, we'll get to some more over-unders for NFL teams, maybe a division wager or two, and take a look at uh, maybe a week one bet for the regular season. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Sadenberg, here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at Victory Heineken. Beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, rejoined by Raheem Palmer from The Ringer. And we're talking a little NFL, Raheem. And uh, let's go to the NFC East, where this division has been won by a different team every season since 2004 and I think it's going to continue because I am not high on the Dallas Cowboys this year I think the Eagles are the class of that division and with the injuries now to uh the the wide receiving core for Dallas I do expect them to take a step back this season how do you evaluate this division okay first things first when you look at the Dallas Cowboys I mean they were a team who absolutely dominated with turnovers. They led the league in turnover differential last year. And typically when you see that happen, they tend to regress towards the mean. So, look, I mean, they had the second best point differential in the NFL last year. But a lot of that came off of turnovers. And a lot of that came in their week 18 blowout win against the Eagles. So, I mean, obviously you trade away Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup is still coming back from his ACL tear. Uh you really just have C.D. Lamb, and to me, it's just – I just think this team takes a step back with the turnovers. I mean, obviously, you lose Lely Collins, You lose Randy Gregory. I love the Cowboys. They're my favorite team ever, but I, I just don't think this is their year. To me, I think the sleeper team is actually the Giants. I mean, when you look at the Giants, this is a team that suffered a lot of injuries last year. I mean, they could not stay healthy. They were 4-13 and on the season, but – when you have Dan, when they had Daniel Jones in the lineup, they were like four and six with the diff- point differential of minus twenty seven. I mean, this is a team that had injuries to Kenny D- Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadavius Tony, and Saquon Barkley. You get all those guys back, you hire a, a coach like Brian DeBull, who was really like he was responsible for what you saw in 
Buffalo offensively with Josh Allen. I think the Giants are alive to win this division. I took them at plus 225 to make the playoffs. I took a flyer on them at plus 700 to make the playoffs. Everybody's high on the Eagles, and I, I do think the Eagles are probably the cream of the crop of this division. But from a value standpoint, I think the, the value is on the Giants. I think the Eagles, they have a Super Bowl caliber roster, but I still don't trust Jalen Hurts. So I went ahead and took some flyers on the Giants. I love it. I've been talking about the Giants for months now. I feel like everyone's catching up to me. I've been I've been talking about them, and, and I'm not just being a New York homer, but I, I've been talking about them forever. And I think, yeah, the Brian Dable factor is huge, but really the health factor surrounding Daniel Jones and I know that, you know, everyone goes crazy over a couple of bad passes in practice, but um, that's what practice is for, to make bad throws and to see what you can get away with and learn from as you prepare for the regular season. You mentioned uh, taking flyers on the Giants in the futures market. How about just looking at them week one of the regular season? Oh, I absolutely loved them week one. I actually took them at plus six and a half to beat the Titans. The Titans are actually a team that I actually want to fade this year. I'm actually taking them under nine and a half wins. I'm taking them to miss the playoffs at minus 110. When you look at this Titans team, they overperformed their point differential. They were almost two games above their point differential, their Pythagorean expectation. And when you look at this team, they're a team that they've been dominant in one-score games. They went 6-2 in 2020. And no, they went six and two in 2021 and seven and two in 2020. Uh, at some point, that comes back to earth. You look at it like the, Mike Vrabel, I mean, he gets a ton of respect, but he's a guy who likes to run the ball on first down. I think you got a lame duck quarterback over there with Ryan Tannehill, and I don't think he's going to be around long. I mean, obviously, you lose AJ Brown, and if they're going to continue to run on early downs, that's not going to bowl well for them. I, I just, I think this Titans team really takes a step back. So I'm I'm fading them to, to miss the playoffs, their win total. And I think they lose week one. I think the Giants win that game possibly outright. Do you think uh, we'll see Malik Willis at some point this season? Um, I think we could possibly see him uh, like later on towards the year. I think one of the things you have to look at is this Titans offensive line. They really struggled last year. They were 30th in pro football focus this past black efficiency. And you look at a guy like Terrell Lewan, he's kind of a shell of himself. You know, one of the phrases I like to use is that for old athletes, there aren't what they used to be. They're Larry Holmes status. Now, we all know <laughs> Larry Holmes shouldn't have been in that ring with Mike Tyson. No. But, I mean, that's what's happening with, with, with Terrell Lewan right now. So, I think this offensive line that you're seeing from the Titans is not what it used to be. Obviously, you lose A.J. Brown. Robert Woods is on the team. But who knows what was going to become of him. So I think maybe you'll see Malik Willis later towards the year, but I could see him sitting out all year. Uh, give me another win total that you like, maybe an over. Is there a team that you are on to exceed their win total? I'm going to go to to New Orleans. We're going to get some gumbo. We're going to go over eight and a half win. I mean, when you look at the Saints team, they were, I mean, other than the Baltimore Ravens, you'd be hard-pressed to find a team that lost more games due to injury i think they had 76.5 adjusted games lost due to injury second most in the league i mean they were i mean they they were respectable and probably could have made the playoffs despite having trevor simeon and Taysom hill and ian book at quarterback for large parts of last year <laughs> i mean you got a solid receiving core michael thomas is finally healthy you signed jarvis landry you got chris Olave from 
Ohio State. Um, you replace Marcus Williams with Tyron Mathieu. Um, obviously, you lose Tyron Armstead, which hurts. But, I mean, this is a solid defense right now. I think Dennis Allen's defense is going to be able to, to do some damage. I think they go over eight and a half wins. I'm going to be honest with you. I think you have to take a flyer on them to win the division. And the reason I say that is because when you look at the Buccaneers schedule, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough sledding to start the year. I mean, they start the year against the Cowboys, the Saints, the Packers, and the Chiefs. I mean, they could start off two and two, one and four, and the Saints could really, you know, find themselves in the lead to start this division, to, to start the season. And then obviously you look at the Buccaneers, they lose some pieces on the offensive line. I think you kind of got to take that flyer on the Saints to win a division. Maybe you come back on the Buccaneers later. But I do think the Saints are going to be tough. I like them over eight and a half wins. And they get a pretty easy opener to the season playing against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, that one should be uh, liking the Saints to cover a line here on the road, I would assume. Oh, I love that. We, we've actually already saw some movement on that game already. That line opened at four, four and a half. We're already up to five, five and a half. There's, I think there's one five available. Um, you can go grab that now because my, my model actually makes this around seven or eight. So you want to grab that right now. Uh, anybody that you like in the awards market, somebody that you've placed a, a, a wager on yet or are thinking about placing a wager on? I did place some, a wager on Justin Herford, 16 to one MVP. I think that's down to about nine to 10 to one. So a lot of that value is gone. Um, actually there's a few, um, prop bets I like for the season. I like CD lamb over. I think he's going to get the majority of the targets. I think you got to play that one. Um, there's another one. Um, but yeah, I think it's mainly those two. I, it's unfortunate just that Justin Herbert, um, is, is, is gone because I mean, mm-hmm. to me, I think he's poised to make, make the leap, but I think you go CD lamb over. I think, uh, you got a good chance of winning that. Um, one of the more interesting ones is that you look at a guy like Jonathan Taylor. Um, he could he could actually um, lead the league in rushing again. I think he's playing one of the easiest schedule of opposing run defenses. So I do kind of like that. But I mean, there's not a lot of value there. Yeah, he's ten to one to win the offensive player of the year this year. So maybe take a look at Jonathan Taylor for that. And uh, you know, you talked about the Giants. We talked about the Vikings also. You got Brian Dable fourteen to one, Kevin O'Connell sixteen to one to be the coach of the year. I think both of those are interesting bets. Yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can definitely, I, I can definitely see that. I haven't personally played anything on that yet. I, I mean, obviously, you you want a team who's going to win like 11, 11, 12 games. Sure. So I haven't touched that market. Yet. And it changes uh, every week. Yeah. Those- Every week it changes. Oh, I mean, yeah. Bill Belichick was the toast of the town for the majority of the season last year, and then uh, you know Mike Vrabel does what he does with Derrick Henry out, and and he wins the Coach of the Year. So uh, that market changes every single week. Raheem, we appreciate the time and the conversation. Looking forward to doing it again soon. No doubt, I appreciate you having me. I think the the award I for, the the bet I forgot to give out was C.D. Lamb most receiving yards. I think that's fourteen okay. to one. That's what I'm. In. Tell you guys, I think. I mean, obviously, you all the injuries on the wide yep. receiving core for the Cowboys. I think you got to take that flyer. Also, I think I like Trevor Lawrence 
over 4,000 passing yards. I, I really like that. So. That one is, I like that as well. Maybe we'll get into that coming up. But appreciate the time, Raheem. He's Raheem Palmer from The Ringer. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And uh, we talked a little bit about the Giants with um, Raheem Palmer. And uh, there was a couple of interesting nuggets that I saw from Giants training camp. And that is after a couple of videos, as I mentioned, the videos of Daniel Jones and missing some throws popped up on social media. Giants head coach Brian Dable is not allowing the media, or the fans to tape or post any clips from practice. Um, He says that uh, after video clips flooded social media, the team barred reporters and photographers from filming any 11-on-11 work. The videos that were on the internet came from the fans in the bleachers. So on day three of practice, according to The Athletic, Fans were also barred from filming team periods. And uh, Dable, previous Giants regimes, according to The Athletic, uh, they never put film limits on camp practices that were open to fans. But with this new staff, Brian Dable, I guess, wants to have a competitive advantage and not put anything out there. So with this information that... They don't want any of their practices filmed because they don't want any information getting out there and keep everything under wraps as much as possible. When the Giants play in the preseason, which they will kick off coming up here on Thursday against the Patriots, expect very vanilla play calls, 
and formations and expect to not see anything creative in the preseason. Because if Brian Dable doesn't want anything in practice to get out, he's not going to put anything on film during the preseason. I would look to fade the Giants in these preseason games because the coach is so worried about wanting to keep everything a secret and not let other teams know what's going on with his offense. In fact, he is also having his staff members monitor the internet for practice clips from other teams. Because if they're going to let you know media members put stuff out on the internet, he wants to know what they're doing. So Brian Dable certainly looking for every uh, edge that he can get there with the New York Giants. But I found that, I'm reading this uh, stuff from The Athletic, I found that fascinating because I agree now. If, if he's trying to keep everything a secret and doesn't want any footage getting out there, why would he put anything on film in a preseason game that can get out there and teams can prepare for? So I would expect some vanilla play calling and uh, not a lot of uh, interesting stuff here during the preseason for the Giants as they try to keep everything a secret leading up to the regular season. Uh, other notes from around the league, uh, Josh Jacobs, there's a report from uh, the Raiders that they are, they, they're not trading him. I didn't know if that was like an issue here, but Josh McDaniels is saying that they have no desire to trade Josh Jacobs. Um, he said, quote, we have a lot of confidence in JJ. As you know, he did well with his opportunities, which we hoped he would, but no, we have no desire to do that at all. Uh, I guess maybe the media was wondering if the reason why Josh Jacobs played in the preseason opener, the Hall of Fame game, was because maybe they were um, shopping him. Uh, he did not have his fifth-year option picked up, uh, so there is speculation over his future, but, you know, especially because, like, the other starters sat, like, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, um, Hunter Renfro, like they didn't play at all. Uh, and rookie Zamir White looked good with 75 all-purpose yards, 52 rushing yards on 11 carries. He had three catches for 23 yards as well. They still have uh, Kenyon Drake, Amir Abdullah, former Lions running back, is there as well. So there was some speculation, but... Josh McDaniels putting that to rest, and uh, he said, "Quote uh, when he when handling talking about handling um, all of the running backs, he said, quote, we'll try to do what's best for the team. We felt like this was a good thing, a good opportunity for all our backs that played. And then when it comes to uh, Josh Jacobs, um, you know, he missed uh, a lot of the off-season program with an injury, but." He uh, looks good in training camp and looked good in their first preseason game in the Hall of Fame game. So everything appears to be okay there for uh, Josh McDaniels and for Josh Jacobs. Uh, everything okay for Aaron Rodgers, who um, talked on a podcast 
last week about using ayahuasca in Peru. And I don't know why the NFL has to come out and even address this, but they said that uh, it's not a violation of the league's drug policy. I wouldn't imagine it would be. Um, But the NFL had to come out and release a statement, I guess, about it. Uh, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy said that nothing about what Rodgers did would have triggered any result uh, on a test for either a substance abuse policy or performance-enhancing policy thing, whatever. Um, Rodgers said on the podcast that the use of ayahuasca gave him a, quote, deep and meaningful appreciation for life, and, quote, I came back and knew I was never going to be the same, end quote. Well, back-to-back MVPs, it appears uh, everyone in the NFL should be heading to Peru for this experience. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So the NFL preseason kicked off officially with the start of the Hall of Fame game last week. But this Thursday, we have the start of week one of the preseason. The Giants take on the Patriots. Giants are a point and a half favorite, total of 34 and a half. And the Titans against the Ravens, Baltimore was at a four and four and a half point favorite. They're actually down to a three and a half point favorite with a total of 31 and a half. The Ravens under John Harbaugh have won 20 consecutive preseason games. And with everyone talking about that fact, wouldn't it be something if the Titans went out and won this game in Baltimore? But then again, how do you bet against the Ravens? After 20 straight preseason wins, John Harbaugh clearly coaches the preseason differently than anybody else. His, he cares about it. His team cares about it. So I would be hard-pressed to bet against uh, him. But let's see what the line is. Like I said, the line was at four, four and a half. It's down to three and a half. So people might be thinking that this run could come to an end. Um, or that the number was just inflated because of everyone saying the Ravens have won 20 straight preseason games. So clearly everyone's going to jump on the Ravens to win in their preseason games, and the line just gets inflated to a number that just does not make sense for a preseason game featuring all backups. Uh, Then you got several games on Friday night, Falcons-Lions, Browns-Jaguars, Cardinals-Bengals, Jets-Eagles, Packers-49ers. Jordan Love is going to play for the Packers, no Aaron Rodgers. And uh, on Saturday, Chiefs-Bears, Panthers-Commanders, Colts-Bills, Seahawks-Steelers, Dolphins-Bucks, Saints-Texans, Cowboys-Broncos, Rams-Chargers. We won't see Matthew Stafford. He's on a little uh, limit with his throwing because of the elbow injury. And then there's one game on Sunday, the Vikings and the Raiders. The Raiders playing, obviously, their second preseason game after playing in the Hall of Fame game last week. Same thing with the Jaguars on Friday who will be playing against the Cleveland Browns and will probably see Deshaun Watson in action. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Uh, coming up next, we'll get back into uh, the baseball conversation. Aaron Judge adding to his MVP resume here on Monday evening. We'll update you on the Major League leader in home runs as well as uh, quite a few other stats. 
I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.